live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Anybody got the white flashes ETA? I mean, I can start if you want. It's fine. You know, I know our elevators are broken. Right, and he, he's never taken the stairs before. I couldn't believe it. I used to only take the stairs. Day after day, year after year. I don't know what happened. I got old and lazy. That's what happened. Well, a couple operations, that sort of... That's why... Come on now. I was under the knife. Live from Studio C, Senor, deep within the dirty, stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Entormation Complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show, live in living color, for this Wednesday, the 1st of December, the year of our Lord 2021, my oldest kid's 29th birthday. Happy birthday, Kate, I love you. This morning, we're toiling under the tutelage of honorary general manager... The key three. Here's where Jack would say, what? The key three, what is that? And I would chuckle knowingly and tell you, Roberts, Kavanaugh, Barrett, the three key justices, according to my favorite legal experts, who will be pivotal in deciding the Mississippi abortion case that's seen as a potential uh, overturner of Roe v. Wade and and related important cases that uh, you may or may not be familiar with. Uh, the thinking being that Roberts, Kavanaugh, and Barrett, while they are of a conservative uh, temperament, judicially speaking, are also what generally called uh, institutionalists. They believe that it's dangerous and 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 just just bad. It's it's ill advised for the court to jerk the country back and forth rapidly. For ju- oh, look, everybody. We'll give him a minute. How long have we worked in this building? Oh, gosh, I don't know. It's a decade, right, or something like that. How long, Michael? Uh, nine years. Nine years. Yeah. 88, by the way, is the answer to your question. What? 88 stairs. I've never taken the stairs ever. I counted them every day. And I had no I, idea. Some days I'd count up, some days I'd count down. I got here five <laughs> minutes early. I thought, surely I can figure out where the stairs are. Walked around and around and around. They're outside. Yeah, they're outside. It's a fire ex- exit, is why. This, uh, this may take some time. <laughs> my, new, my new Apple Watch is really going to measure all these steps. The fitness app is saying, you're dying, you're dying. <laughs> yeah, the you've fallen app, the alarm's going to go off. No man's heart rate should be 305. <laughs> I'm like Neil Armstrong when he landed on the moon. Exactly. My heart rate. Yes. That's funny. So who'd you make the general manager? Uh, the key three, Roberts, Kavanaugh, Barrett, mm-hmm. the institutionalists, the more... So the, the the more conservative justices in terms of, and we're just getting into this, not jerking the U.S. back and forth between decisions unnecessarily. They believe in a very deliberate movement of the law. Well, so what does that mean to you then with a, a law that has been precedented for half a century and two-thirds of Americans like, according to the latest polls? 
Yeah, yeah, those polls. I don't know. Polls. Poll. What polls? The problem with the polls, of course, is, and then it is true, almost 70% of Americans don't want Roe versus Wade overturned. Right. On the other hand, when you poll people and break it down by trimester by trimester, practically everybody doesn't want abortions after the first trimester. So No, which is essentially what Roe uh, institutes in, in a really big judicial overreach, in my opinion, back in the day. But anyway, uh, back to your question. Yeah, obviously, after 50 years of it being the law of the land, it would be a hell of a stretch for the three notable conservative institutionalists to say, it's all over. That's just that's just something brand new. Yeah. Unless they can tweak it a little bit. Well, that's I'm not enough of a lawyer to know that. Where we need to be, and we've talked about this a bunch of times, abortion, need, I mean, if you just go by what giant majorities of people want, like not even close, mm-hmm. most people want abortion to be legal in the first trimester. Why can't we get there? I've never understood why we can't get there when that's practically what everybody in both party wants, parties want, but we can't get there for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, part of that is that it's such an incredibly useful uh, issue for fundraising and firing up people and getting to the polls. I mean, every time the soups come within a country mile of uh, Roe v. Wade, you see the, the throngs of people just screeching like their hair is on fire. Yeah, uh, uh, all around the Supreme Court. Yeah, I'm not sure that's true anymore. David French has been writing about this in the Dispatch, and I think he's absolutely right. There is not as much noise around abortion as there been in the past. I thought leading. I, I said this. Like in the summer, I thought leading up to uh, today, when they knew the oral oral arguments were going to happen around the abortion thing, I thought we're just going to be every day cable news, just nonstop. Mm -hmm. Been nothing. Yesterday, yeah, I remember they, that discussion now that you bring it up. Yesterday, they started in on it a little bit, but there just hasn't been much discussion about what used to be by far the hottest issue in America. Just not that much. So, I wonder if the boy, meaning, you know, Planned Parenthood and Narol and the Democratic Committee of Angry, Permanently Angry Women, I, I, they've just cried wolf like 305 times, and people are saying they're no damn wolf. I don't know. They're not going to, there's no good, we're not headed for back alleys with coat hangers. Stop saying it. I don't know. And I, I just, I, I hope that people know what they're talking about. If they overturn your your hopes will be dashed, sir. If they overturn Roe versus Wade, abortion. Have you ever watched cable news? <laughs> abortion does not become illegal at that no. point. No. Just every state gets to decide how legal it is in their state, and they can you can be you can be in California. Will it be every bit as permissive, I imagine, as it has ever been, and perhaps more, and maybe and more to, to to a horrible extent. It's already a horrible us. extent, according yeah. to Democrats. That's the thing. I just, I wish, I wish every show would be honest, honest enough to say a majority of Democrats don't like abortion past the first trimester. Can we all just agree on that? Absolutely, the majorities are enormous, let alone Republicans. And just to extend the analysis, second trimester, there are huge majorities that say, boy, I'm really uncomfortable with that, but there may be some circumstances where I understand. And then third trimester, America joins together in a choir, singing no effing way. Right. Barring the completely and extremely rare. And my whole lifetime, anytime anybody tries to peel back that third trimester, oh my God! It's the end of a woman's right to choose her own health care. It's the handmaid's tale. Even though like 80% of Democrats find it a horror. 
Right. To get abortions at. So it's just, it's, it's uh, which is why I brought up Naral and, and Planned Parenthood. These people, these people, and there are some of them who have advocated infanticide. I'm not kidding. Like the kid's already born and, and it's decided, man, no, we changed our mind. I mean, some of these people are so far out there, they can't allow that, that third trimester onion to be peeled back. Well, oral arguments start at 10 o'clock Eastern today in front of the Supreme Court. We ought to officially start the show, I suppose. Indeed, yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. I am soaked in sweat. It is Wednesday, December 1st. Rent is due. The rent is too damn high. In the year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. You can take off your sport coat if you I'm want. I'm wearing a suit, and I'm soaked in sweat. That's oh a disgusting my. combination. Oh, my. All right, here we go. Let's begin as graduates of the Chris Cuomo School of Journalistic Excellence at (laughs) Mark. And every choice I make will be serving the citizens of Pennsylvania and the United States, and none of them will serve the special interests in Washington, many of whom I've been to war with for most of my career. Shouldn't he be heading south for the winter, Michael? That is Dr. Oz heading south for the winter. Dr. Oz, who some believe is a quack, on Hannity last night, as he's running as a Republican for Senate, U.S. Senate, Aye. in Pennsylvania. I hate him. I hate him personally. And we can tell that story again, maybe sometime if we need to. But we, we know him enough behind the scenes. He's not a good person. I don't care if he was. There we go. I don't care if he was going to say the laws of the universe demand. It's like gravity; they demand that that sound be played whenever he speaks. I don't care if he was on Hannity and said all the things you like to hear. He's still a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yet another sign we are approaching peak stupid. Oh my God! Well, he's a celebrity, though. I've seen him on TV. He used to be on Oprah. He helped a lady. She had hangnails all the time. He helped her. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's actually quite good. Oh, yeah. We ought to leave plenty of time. Yes, we should. New month, pregnant with possibilities. Very exciting. Uh, and uh, anything comes out of the oral arguments that's going to start during the show, we'll bring that to you. Any highlights during the ju- Clarence Thomas asks a question or something oh, exciting yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking of the rules of uh, the Armstrong and Getty show, the unwritten laws, it is, uh, it is uh, the first of the month, and, and the rent is due, right? Yeah. The rent is too damn high. Wait, there we go. We played that once already. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, you didn't hear that sorry, when I gave the date. <laughs> no, Michael was Johnny on the spot with that. Oh, one. I apologize, uh, Michael. All that's on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of big rulings by courts, lower courts, yesterday we ought to hit you with uh, here in a few minutes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One around guns, one around mandates. An enormous setback to the Biden administration's desire to get everybody jabbed, whether they like it or not. You can look at it that way, or an enormous step forward for freedom! From oppression. Different sides of the same coin. Yeah, indeed. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, Continuing our series of uh, quotes from women, Alice Walker, the uh, author who wrote The Color Purple, among other things, 
The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Mm. I found that very, very subtly, gently powerful. Mm -hmm. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Mm. I've always thought I don't have any. you don't. Yeah. Oh, you're wrong. I'm wrong. Alex, Alice Walker would laugh at you. I'm sure I don't. She'd call you an idiot. And, you know, this This could be a freedom-loving quote of the day, but let's kick off. We'll use it to kick off mailbag instead. Woohoo! Chris, who recommended years and years ago that I should read The Rise and Follow the Third Reich if I haven't, and I've read it a couple of times. That's a great book. About the time to go, it's about time to go back again. Shire, I think it is, is his name? I think that's right, yeah. Um, I'm terrible at remembering authors, though, as you know, so... Uh, it's uh, what's fascinating about the book, especially, is that Hitler, having failed to achieve power by force, decided to do it l- legally within the German electoral system. And how he did that is just just mind blowing. Written really. by a guy who was looking out the window at the time and watching it happen. Reading yeah, the journalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, Chris passed along. Uh, the modern parallels, chiefly from the American left, the Chinese government, among others, to the evolution of then-German politics and propaganda tactics are many. But boy, check this out. And uh, James Lindsay, Helen Pluckrose, uh, Pete Bogosian, if you're listening, thank you for listening. Secondly, holy crap. This is from the rise and fall of the Third Reich. Keeping in mind critical race theory and that sort of thing. They began to teach what they called German physics, German chemistry. German mathematics. Indeed, in 1937, there appeared a journal called Deutsche Mathematik, or German Mathematics, uh, and its first editorial solemnly proclaimed that any idea that mathematics could be judged non-racially carried within itself the germs of destruction of German science. Wow. Sounds familiar. Yeah, so the Nazis really, really liked the idea of saying that there's a racial component to science and it's 100% necessary to include it all the time. Your Honor, we rest our case. Yeah, no kidding. I wish more people had heard that. Chris, brilliant. Thanks for passing that along, my friend. Moving along, the always adamant, longtime friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, Kemper of Vallejo, writes, Why the F haven't the people of California... Uh, done a petition drive to undo the proposition that legalized shoplifting in crime up to $950. Uh, I am for an initiative. Uh, oh, zip, 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 zip. Anyway, his, he wants to know, with all the, 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 uh, the propositions and the voter signatures and the rest of it, that idiocy is decimating Cal Unicornia. It's, it's causing a decay of civilization itself. Uh, why has that not been overturned? It's a good question. I tweeted out a whole bunch of pictures of downtown San Francisco yesterday. It's amazing. It's just amazing. It looks like a third world country. Yep. Every, virtually every, well, many, many shop windows, uh, department store windows, luxury shopping uh, stores, they're all boarded up. Boarded up bars over the doors. As I tweeted it's like out, a war zone. As I tweeted out, the only other places I've seen that in modern, play, modern developed places is South Africa, Moscow, and Mexico City. We're supposed to have more rule of law than those places. Yeah, well, we used to. On the topic of Dr. Fauci and his proclamation that I represent science. I represent science. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Fauci. We had a number of folks weigh in, including a star who passed along this quote 
from, uh, whoops, sorry, it's uh, Richard Feynman, whose autobiography Tim Sandifer just recommended via Twitter, and I've I've begun. It's very interesting. He was a physicist and a, a, a brilliant man. He says, don't get frightened by not knowing things. I have approximate answers and possible beliefs and different degrees of certainty about different things, but I'm not absolutely sure of anything. There are many things I don't know anything about. It doesn't frighten me. So the idea of a scientist standing up and saying, I represent science. I represent science. Would be abhorrent to a guy like that. Uh, Brandon writes, Fauci's laughs about being prosecuted are concerning and scary to me. This shows that he knows he's evil and he's getting away with it. He's a modern-day supervillain. That's our friend Brandon from Missouri. (laughs) Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) And then Timmy C. Oh, jeez. Timmy C. with a really interesting history-grasping comparison. Guys, what I hear from the good doctor is, I represent God, or the church, which was the dodge used in the Middle Ages Mm. by anybody who was challenged by Copernicus, by Galileo, by whomever. Yes, you think that? Well, I speak for God. Then you could look forward to a nice hour or two on the rack. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Now I've got your attention. (laughs) And then a couple of different emails, we don't have very much time, explaining that the cancellation of elective surgeries was almost necessary in New York for reasons that need to be explained. Okay. Uh, A couple of big court rulings, a major sports league that may halt again, all kinds of different stuff to tell you on the way. If you miss an hour, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And did everybody hear about this? North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un has reportedly banned citizens from wearing leather coats. Oh. Yeah, because they are copying his signature look. Kim Jong-un has banned leather coats. It's the second most egregious ban placed on his citizens right after, you know, being able to leave. Good one. I like it. Hmm. Yeah, it didn't go where I thought it was going. Um, no, a little darker than <laughs> most jokes. Um, a couple things going on. The Supreme Court is going to start their oral arguments around the biggest abortion case in 50 years. So um, uh, if any highlights come out of that while we're on there, we'll bring them to you, and certainly analysis tomorrow. A couple other court things that happen on a statewide level, a lower court in, uh, I think it's the Ninth Circuit as usual in California, Overturning another court that'd say, yeah, you can have high cap magazines for your gun. Taking away that is a violation of your Second Amendment. Well, the Ninth Circuit said, no, it's not. It's got nothing to do with the Second Amendment. So it's probably going to go on to a higher court. Um, Mm. uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, I like high cap magazines, but whether or not that violates your Second Amendment, I don't know. Um, this one is interesting, though, on a federal level. A judge temporarily blocked another part of the Biden vaccine mandate. This one around facilita- facilities that were participating in Medicare and Medicaid, where the Biden administration said you got to get vaccinated or you lose your federal funding. And a judge said, I don't think that's constitutional. So this is what, three, four of these now where courts have said you don't have the power to do that. I said, well, what- you're kidding me. 
What's so surprising about this is nobody saw it coming. Wait a minute. Biden himself said we don't have the power to do this repeatedly. Yeah, and Nancy Pelosi and others. Right. Um, uh, Can you handle the nuance of this, uh, ladies and gentlemen of America? Even if you think desperately everybody should get vaccinated and you even wish the government could mandate it, they can't constitutionally. Can you handle that? It's just a fact. Right. You don't want the government to have the power to be able to mandate everything. I could list 350 things I'm in favor of, and I would find the government mandating it abhorrent. If you don't get that, well, you know, keep listening. Maybe you'll you'll figure out, uh, you know, the, the question is not whether a, a behavior is uh, desirable. It's whether the government should mandate it. That may be the great principle, the greatest principle that's lost in modern discussions. If I'm in favor of something, then of course I'm in favor of the, the heavy hand of the government demanding it. I would no, like it to be sickening. I would like it to be uh, not actually, but I wish every parent had to read to their kids a certain amount of time. But I don't want great example. Gover- I don't want the government to mandate it. That would be horrible. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of that sort of mandated, now might be an appropriate time. Uh, I, I, in particular, was railing uh, like a lunatic yesterday about the governor of New York. Like a lunatic? Uh, well, certainly like an adamant man, which I am uh, raving about the fact that the governor of New York, uh, that woman who replaced the groper, uh, whose brother, sweetheart, whose brother, whose brother got fired from CNN. <laughs> yeah, well, suspended indefinitely. And I do want to talk about that in a minute, too. But um, uh, the, the governor had said no elective surgeries. And if you're not familiar with it, we talked about this for a while. An elective surgery is any surgery that can be scheduled, in essence. So you might critically need heart surgery, cancer surgery. You have a joint that is just excruciatingly painful. You've been injured and you need surgery. But it's not emergency surgery. All those surgeries are out the door because of the Omicron variant. Well, wait a minute now. There's another layer to this. Bren the RN writes... A lot of chatting occurred today in my International Operating Room Nurse Group on Facebook concerning surgery cancellations. What surprised me is it didn't seem to be about the actual COVID bug. Instead, nurses from Minnesota to New York were stating their surgeries were canceled because there were no beds available post-surgery for patients to stay. Well, wait a minute. Why? Why? Well, because of severe staffing shortages ah. and stretched nurse-to-patient ratios. Ah. Mm. So your vaccine mandates have caused so many nurses to either quit or be fired. That's why you're low on uh, hospital beds. Uh, indeed. And just a little more. This is Amy. Says, I live in the Finger Lakes region of New York. The new boss, same as the old boss. I believe Hochul is trying to avoid a catastrophe of her own design. Shutting down elective surgeries comes shortly after the November 22nd dismissal of all non-vaccinated hospital employees. That's exactly what's going on. It didn't make sense. Now it makes perfect sense. So the courts in New York, blue, blue New York, said no religious exemptions. Our medical system, even hours away from New York City, is struggling to keep the hospital staffed and is grinding down those that are left with unsustainable hours and workloads. Urgent care centers have shut down to reassign staff, as have outpatient facilities where many surgeries happen. New York is trying its hardest to beat California to the bottom. Great note, Amy. Thank you. That is interesting. I had an interaction with a cop a while back, and he said, yeah, well, we're understaffed right now because of the whole vaccine thing. Those of you who are saying mandates work, are you still saying that? Hospitals can't function. Police forces can't function. Fire departments can't function. 
And Maybe can, you think they should get vaccinated, but that's a different question. And we can go a little deeper into the judge's decision that put the, uh, the the Biden mandate on hold. But one of the things he pointed out was that the staffing shortages that were being caused by booting out any healthcare worker who wouldn't get the jab were causing much, much, much more problems than the relatively small risk that a healthcare worker would get the vid and bring it to work. Well, that seems pretty, not even close. Yeah, that seems pretty clear. Yeah. Um, major sports league that may shut down, and it's, as always, uh, baseball. Midnight tonight, they got to come to an agreement or they are going to have a work stoppage. Now, I don't know if you follow sports closely. They're not playing baseball right now, so you might not notice much. But, uh, you know, if it lasts very long, it could disrupt pitchers and catchers returning in the spring and all that sort of stuff. So well, and we'll they have a right. history of uh, wrangling for a very, very long time. Yeah, your leverage comes on both sides as you get closer and closer to the season actually starting, so. Yeah, we'll see. A quick word on uh, just speaking personally for me, Joe Getty. Why? Why I have not really brought up the Chris Cuomo thing on CNN. Um, he is the- a host of a show on CNN. You don't know that because like eight hundred thousand <laughs> people in America, in a country of three hundred some million people, a couple hundred thousand people watch that network. That's a little perspective right there. But the uh, the cable news talking heads have outsized influence in the in the capital. New York, whatever. No doubt. Um, and, and, you know, you've made me feel guilty for even bringing this up now. You've taken the fun out of it. But I'll, I'll forge ahead because He's I'm the, a brave man. Chris Cuomo is the number one top-rated show on the lowly-rated CNN network. Yeah, yeah, indeed. He's the uh, governor of the, I'm sorry, the brother of the former governor of New York, Sir Gropes a lot. Um, but he's now in serious trouble. He's been suspended indefinitely because... That means fired. He ain't never coming back. Probably. Well, they're weighing their options. The, they're waiting to see if the heat dies. When now. the Atlantic and the Rolling Stone say he has to go, he's going. Here's the interesting part, and I'm I, I find myself on an unexpected side in this. The problem is he was helping his brother, the Groper, out by asking all of his media friends, "Hey, what have you heard? Have you heard any? Are there more allegations? Uh, what do you you got any dirt on this accuser?" Blah blah blah. Having denied, I mean, just blankly. Uh, you know, unequivocally denied doing anything like that on behalf of his brother while functioning as a quote-unquote journalist. And here's why I haven't brought this up, and I have no passion to discuss it at all, aside from the numbers Jack mentioned. I've known he's a partisan hack and a liar, and a, and he's in the family business with his mobbed-up... I've known that forever. I'm not the least bit surprised by this. I expected it. And I'm a guy who has slandered CNN. I've, I've purchased thesauruses so I could more colorfully slander CNN for you folks. They're, they're <laughs> full of crap. But yeah, he's a lion hack. Of course he is. I feel like we'd be better off if everybody could just come together on this clearly true truism. Uh, fact, CNN and MSNBC work hand in hand with the Democratic Party to get their people elected and protect them. Yes, Fox, Excelsior. <laughs> Fox, Fox does the same with Republicans. That's just a thing, man. That's just what's going on. So... Get over it. I mean, quit acting surprised or acting like the other side does this, but we don't. It's, right. And it's, I'm not sure it's even terrible, as long as we all recognize it's happening. Right, right. So, it turns out Chris Cuomo's a hack and a liar. So, yeah, we know. So, um, I've never seen this guy's show 
ever. The only reason I know he exists is because Tucker Carlson plays clips of his show on his show on Fox. But I've, <laughs> I don't watch CNN. So, um, But I did think this was interesting. Did you see Jason Whitlock, who we like a lot, on uh, Tucker last night talking about this? I did not. The reason they're so... I was so, watching the Beatles show. That's a better expenditure of your time. The reason CNN is so willing to throw Chris Cuomo to the wolves is, even though he's their top-rated show... They want to get a straight white man out of that slot and get in, you know, like they're doing on MSNBC, where you get the Jerry Reeds of the world and all these different people that um, that that fill in more of the intersectional woke narratives and all that sort of stuff that they they think that's where the the future is. Wow. Interesting, because I'd heard that uh, and we're officially now probably talking about this too much, but Chris Cuomo is really good friends with Jeff Zucker, who runs CNN. So I, I don't know. I don't know. That might be the upside of, of getting rid of his friend, but I don't know. It's all so sickening. Yeah. Um, seems like I had one other headline I wanted to get to. I don't remember what it was. I got distracted. There are so many. Oh. We're in a uh, arms race with China for hypersonic weapons. Faux show. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Um, so we mentioned this. This came out late in our show yesterday. As you may or may not know, it's not important to you. Uh, the guy who started Twitter and ran it stepped down a couple of days ago, and there's a new guy in charge. And the very day the new guy took over, Twitter announced they're no longer going to allow any pictures or videos of any human unless there's uh, unless they've signed a form or given their permission somehow. Now, have you heard any more fallout from that? I have not. Nobody can figure out what's going on there. Well, act- actually, some people have made a pretty good shot at figuring out what that is. It's basically taking aim at... People like Project Veritas, so that they can't do any of their undercover work. Oh. They're only going to enforce it when it's convenient like that. Ah, so if, like, Lauren Boebert, the uh, right-winging congresswoman, says something unkind about Ilhan Omar, that'll be up there. That I'm video sure. you could watch, probably, sure. yeah. yeah. But if you get Nancy Pelosi without a mask at a, at a birthday party and she's saying something, you can't post that. Right. Because you didn't get her permission. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, Matt Taibbi's latest column, I'm, I just love Matt Taibbi lately. I've even subscribed to his Substack, but uh, his his headline now, or his latest uh, output is, Will Twitter become an ocean of suck? <laughs> My only question, Matt, is what do you mean become? <laughs> oh, that's a good headline. An ocean of suck. How about remain, Matt? Hilarious. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so we could uh, we could look into that a little bit later. Um, oh yeah, so much to talk about today. Throw this in real quick. If you got anybody in your orbit that's a fan of Armstrong and Getty, and you buy them gifts for Christmas, oh yeah, you like to give them something that'll really thrill them, make this, them chuckle, smile. This is easy shopping. You go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. You get them an Armstrong and Getty Let's Go Brandon hat or something. Let's like go that. Brandon. Or a T-shirt or a sweatshirt or we got all kinds of different stuff. But that's, and that's for easy fans shopping. of subtlety, we have the LGB. Armstrong and Getty with the red logo. That's right, Mr. President. We don't have any just flat-out FJ. (laughs) Good Lord, no. B, do we? No. 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 We're we're, we're above that. We're classier than that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I know I am. (laughs) So so we'll keep you up to date on all that stuff. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Show. 
The little kid saying goodbye to his brother. He's heading off to college or whatever. Heading yeah, back to college after the break. That's beautiful. That is cute. God, like little kids are cute. They're oh, so freaking cute. Yeah. You know, I mentioned while you were uh, struggling your way up the stairs there, big man, uh, this morning at the beginning of the show, the elevators were out. Jack didn't know it. He got, got here at his usual, you know, uh, schedule and had to hike up the 88 stairs. Uh, anyway, I mentioned today's Caitlin's birthday. Her 29th birthday. Wow. Speaking of uh, former very small kids who grew into beautiful young women and now, good Lord, are pushing 30. I can't believe she's 29. And did, yeah, you, did you mention, Michael, did he mention that we were, we were on the air when she was born, Joe and I? So we have been doing the show that long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just literally amazing. on the air. I was at the right. hospital yeah. like a good, uh, loving, uh, modern Maybe father and slash husband. He called in from the hospital yeah. while I was uh, on the air. How is that possible? How is yeah, any of this possible? It was like four months into our uh, dead-end career. None Way of this back. is possible. 1992, good Lord. Anyway, where were we? Kicking off nice. hour two, Jason Riley in the Wall Street Journal today about how the media all of a sudden is colorblind again around the Waukesha murders versus, say, the Rittenhouse story. Oh, boy. And it's uh, some pretty powerful writing. We'll have that to kick off hour two. It's really interesting. Yeah, we'll also take a look at Matt Taibbi's fabulous comments on Twitter and social media. We could touch on the fact that Cook County, Illinois, which is Chicago and a handful of fairly gritty suburbs, has just passed a thousand murders for the year. That hasn't happened in decades. And there's, I don't know, checking the calendar, there's still a month left. Yeah, the, the thing that struck me is that, so that's the, the highest number of murders since the uh, early 90s, 30 years, which is a very long time. But it just shows you how murdery we freaking were back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we responded, by the way, with tough on crime policies. Yeah. And speaking of Joe and I being on the air for a very, very long time, I remember when, uh, you know, early days or when I was a young man, yeah, that crime was out of control and people reacted politically. Yeah. Yep. To crime being out of control. And they're going to again. So more to come on that. We could certainly discuss the fact that uh, public servant Gavin Mussolini, the governor of Cal Unicornia, is uh, in the midst of a family vacation at a villa that costs $29,000 a night. Good to be a public servant. It is indeed. We will talk about the college swimmer who used to be a gal, a woman. I'm sorry. Take two. She used to be a feller. Now she's a man, and she wins every damn race. That's oh, really? Funny. Nobody saw that coming. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, that's crazy. But I want to touch on this story. I've been wanting to talk about it for a while. Fairview, Oregon is right outside of, of uh, Portland. Uh, love Portland. It is one of my favorite cities on earth. It is one of the absolute poster children of wonderful places that have sowed their own ruin through progressive policies. Flood at Fairview Lake, right outside of Portland. It's part of the same counties as, as Portland. A huge flood floods a bunch of houses. Officials, county officials, had been trying to access the pump house right next to the lake to draw down the water. But for the past month, 
before the flood, which was actually several days ago, but for the past month, they haven't been able to access the pump because of hostility, including gunshots from the homeless camps that surround and even block access to the pumps. Every time the county folks try to go drain some of the water from the lake, they're assaulted, threatened, people squeeze off shots, and they're they're forced to retreat. That's incredible. It is incredible. We keep and saying it. It's the breakdown of civilization. Doesn't Civil- that sound like it? <laughs> civilization is breaking down before yeah. our very eyes. Yeah, yeah. And now the residents along Fairview Lake say they're considering uh, suing the city of Portland and Multnomah County over the disaster because their homes were flooded. Enormous amounts of damage. If you've ever had your home flooded, you know that is an enormous no. pain in the butt. And unless you're just crazy rich, it's going to hammer your finances. Um, so anyway, they're, what they're saying is the, the obvious. You, you didn't do your jobs. And, and, of course, the city and the county are saying, well, it, we can't have our people in danger, and the police are busy doing other things, and really the police can't come unless we tell them shots have been fired, at which point we retreat, they investigate, then we try to come back later, and we can't have the police with us because the police are busy. Civilization is breaking down. You can't empty the lake to prevent a flood because the junkie camp is too dangerous to approach. What does that sound like to you? I remember the first time I visited Portland and I thought, wow, this is unbelievable. Decades ago. This is like, it's like a cleaner San Francisco, mm. which is still true, but now San Francisco is like a dirtier Haiti, so it's not quite the same. Yeah, it's lost its charm, that comparison. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's unfreaking real. You know, the, the people in the, the, even the leadership of, of Portlandia are starting to wake up, but will they wake up quickly enough to reverse the flow before it gets overwhelming? Um, sowing the seeds of a race war coming up. Fantastic. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty.com. Armstrong and Getty.